0: yo what's going on guys this is mustache mma welcome to the breakdown episode 13 ufc fight night Andraj versus Lemos i'm going to go through each of these fights and break down each of the fighters uh within the card and we're going to make an official prediction on each bout of this card uh it is important to note that none of these predictions are based on odds it's more of just kind of a breakdown of all the fighters and Who I think is going to kind of overall win the fight. If you're looking for any betting um, perspectives, I have two more videos coming out later this week. And they will be breaking down best bets and parlay plays um, that I have for this card. But again, the breakdown is just uh, non-odds related, breaking down the fighters, picking who I think is going to win. Um, And before I get into this card, I want to break down last week's card and where we're at. Um, So here we can just see some good overalls of of where I'm at. So 2022 record so far stands at 68%, which is pretty solid in my opinion. April record, you can see 17 of 9, 65%. So a little bit lower than the previous two months where we had some good success. And as you can see, it even breaks it down a little bit further in in terms of where these wins and losses are coming from in terms of favorites, dogs, and pick'ems. So in April, I'm 14 of 6, hitting 70% of the favorite picks. Um, for the dog picks in April, I'm 3 of 3, hitting 50%. And then the Pick'em Fights, uh, no Pick'em Fights so far in April. Uh, we can actually go into uh, last week's card and the specifics of who I selected and the wins and losses. So started off pretty rough. Uh, losses in Kevin Kroon, Estella Nunez, and Trey Ogden, who all lost. Got it back with Martin Boudet and then picked up another loss in Jesse Ronson. Then went on a little bit of a good streak. So Jakar Close, Panik Kanjadzad. Ken- uh, Devin Clark, Munir Lazi, Pat Zeptini, Maira Brianna Silva, all won. But, you know, as you can tell, mo- some of those were pretty pretty heavy favorites. Um, and then a loss in Miguel Maeza and a loss in Vicente Luque, a win in the co-main event, Kai Borello So, uh, ended up going, um, what's that? Shh, quick math. Um, nine and five. No, sorry, 9 and... 8, eight and 6. Um, so, you know, an okay performance, especially with all those heavy favorites. Expected expect to do a little bit better, but uh, it is what it is. We'll try to bounce back this card this week. Um, I did want to glance over the overall betting perspective as well. As you can see, um, an absolute terrible card I had. It was by far the worst card I had so far this year. Uh, only hitting one of the bets between... Straight bets and parlays, um, so I ended up going down negative eleven point two units on this card. Pretty pitiful, pitiful, pitiful performance. Um, although I did get pretty unlucky. We we definitely lost some money on those technical decisions. Based on how those technical decisions were playing out, it's looking like it was looking like we were going to win an additional three bets that didn't end up cashing, which. Would have got us back like seven units. So, still would have been a loss for the card, but would have been a lot less damage for sure. Um, and then you can see here still um, 2022, I'm still in the positive for the year, up 18 units is just that one card really just kind of killed me, killed a lot of profit as well. So, um, yeah, just going to bounce back. I mean, we knew this kind of thing was probably going to happen eventually. Um, But yeah, you know, pretty pitiful, only getting one out of 14 bets. But again, we'll try to bounce back here in April and clean it up. We got two more cards in April, so let's try to get April in the positive. So uh, let's go ahead and break down UFC Fight Night, Lemos versus Andrade. Uh, So first card, uh, first fight on the card, we got Dean Barry, newcomer, uh, versus Mike Jackson. So to be honest, I really do not have a whole lot on this fight um dean barry sitting at like minus 1200 currently which is absolutely ridiculous um but i mean he is going up against mike jackson who doesn't have a whole lot of mma experience um got choked out by mickey gall within like a minute went to a decision win against um cm punk but it was a pretty ugly fight to be honest um We got Dean Barry, who's like a young prospect out of Ireland. Um, Actually, he's 29. I didn't know that. I thought he was a lot younger than that. But anyway, I mean, what I've seen from Dean Barry is he actually does look pretty solid. He's got good striking, nice power. He's got that karate stance, so he maintains the distance pretty well. It's difficult to hit him on the feet. Um, Solid striking defense with that and good in-and-out movement. Um, I haven't seen much of him on the ground to be honest. He he generally keeps it on the feet Um, But his striking and his striking defense are pretty solid. I think they'll be pretty Good against Mike Jackson here. Mike Jackson is more of a striker than a grappler um, So he's definitely gonna do that. I believe he has a good amount of boxing experience Um, But it's just decent from what I've seen. It's nothing too special Um, official prediction here is gonna be Dean Barry but, I mean, I, I'm not betting this one at all, no matter what. I mean, I I, I don't know. There, there's not much we can say about Mike Jackson because he's just hasn't had that much experience and he hasn't fought in forever. And Dean Barry has been somewhat active recently. But, again, he, Dean Barry hasn't fought in anyone special either. So, we'll see how this one plays out. An interesting opener to the card. Um, but, yeah, Fisher Production, Dean Barry. Moving up the card, we got Marcin Prachnio versus Felipe Lins. Uh, so Marcin Prachnio, he throws good volume, throws a ton of kicks, um, kicks to the body, kicks to the legs consistently, and he really mixes up that head-body-legs combination pretty well. Tough to understand where he's uh, going to attack you from. He's got decent power, uh, good cardio to come up with that volume. Uh, generally just keeps it on the feet, doesn't really go for takedowns, um, doesn't necessarily get shot on too often that I've seen either, Um, so a little bit of question mark in those areas, Um, questionable chin for sure, he got knocked out a few times in his career, Um, most recently to um, Mike Rodriguez, Margot Medancon Live, which we can't, you know, Put too much blame on that. Manga Manga Magonka Live is top five light heavyweight. Um, And then Sam Alvey as well. So he's been knocked out by some kind of mediocre competition in Mike Rodriguez and Sam Alvey. I believe that was Sam Alvey's most recent win before going on his, like, eight-fight-losing skid. Um, Going up against Felipe Lins. uh, Felipe Lins, he had good success in the PFL. I believe he won the heavyweight tournament there. Um... And, yeah, won a million bucks there, had a good success, comes to the UFC and just hasn't been quite successful whatsoever. Gets knocked out by Tanner Boser um, and loses a decision to to who? Um, to Andrei Orlovsky. Um, you know, he, he did decent in that Orlovsky fight, but Orlovsky definitely won for sure. Um, Felipe Linz, I mean, just kind of low, low volume. Uh, He does have good power. He does have fast hands, and he counters well, but he just doesn't throw enough volume. It's kind of his kryptonite, if you will. If you're not going to throw volume, you're just going to get outclassed. He's a BJJ black belt, but we haven't seen much of his grappling game put to use. He does just keep it on the feet mainly and want to strike. Questionable chin. Again, I said he got clipped by Tanner Boser and and finished by him. Uh, He's got good cardio as well. He can put on a... you know, he doesn't put on a solid pace because he doesn't throw volume, but he, he can go a consistent pace for three rounds. Uh, official prediction here is going to be Marcin Proshnio. I just think he's just going to throw out volume fleet labels. Um I mean, it's hard to trust Linz when he just doesn't throw enough volume. I mean, Linz here could get the power shot and could put away Procneo. But again, Prognio is just going to continue to throw a bunch of volume at him, chip away at him. He's going to look better on the judge's scorecards, um, which I think this one probably gives the distance. So give me Martian Prognio, uh, official prediction. Moving on, we got Arlie Quayling versus Cameron Els. Uh, so Arlie Quiling, um pressure fighter, high volume, high pace. Uh, Decent technical striking, decent power with that as well. Um, Tough and durable guy, definitely hard to put away. Um, Hittable on the feet for sure though. Uh, He doesn't have the best striking defense and it seems that he does absorb a lot of shots. Uh, Decent takedowns, decent takedown defense as well. You know, it's just a decently well-rounded wrestling game for him. Um, Cameron Else. Uh, good scrambling ability. He's got good offensive grappling. Uh, defensive grappling kind of decent in my opinion. Um, striking is decent. He just kind of throws a lot of looping shots. I, I think his main martial art and best martial art is probably the grappling game for sure. His striking just doesn't look too great to me. Um, questionable cardio for sure. And the wrestling just seems okay. Um, takedowns don't seem too impressive in order his takedown defense. He seems to get taken down quite easily, actually. Um, so official prediction here: I'm going with Ar Rio Um, I-, I just think he's kind of well-rounded everywhere here. Maybe Cameron Ellis has an edge in the grappling, but uh, if Arwe Quailing, I feel like I'm saying that wrong, but. We'll go with it. Um, the Mongolian murderer, I mean, I just think he's got an edge in the striking, edge in the wrestling. Again, Cameron else might have a grappling edge, but it, I don't think he's really going to be able to get it there. And the Mongolian murderer, he's going to keep it on the feet, probably, and piece him up here. So yeah, give me an uh, official prediction. Um the Mongolian murderer. Moving up the card, we got Tyson Pedro versus Ike Villanueva. Um, ah. Um, So Tyson Pedro hasn't fought in a while, I believe. I think the last time he fought was three years ago. Wow, Yeah, that is quite a while. I thought it was sooner than that, but yeah, that's right. Um, so he, he's fought over, he hasn't fallen over three years, and he's a pretty heavy favorite here against Ikeville in the Wave. But Tyson Pedro, I mean, decent stand-up. He's got pretty solid accuracy with his strikes. Um, powers are right. it's nothing special. Takedowns are decent, but he's got really good top control if he gets on top of you. Big sub threat. he's got good grappling skills, can transition very well and get into those dominant positions where he can lay in some ground and pound or look, look and hunt for the submission. And also, if people try to take him down, he's got a really good takedown defense. So, hard to get him down to the ground and be in that offensive position as well. I like Villanueva, on the other hand. He's got some pretty solid boxing. and He's got good power. His chin is just questionable. and He just goes out there and he goes into kind of um, wild striking striking matches. And it just hasn't fared well for him at all in his career so far. Um, striking accuracy just seems to be okay again he just kind of likes swinging out there Um, very hittable on the feet as well striking defense is pretty poor Uh, just engages in that slugfest and and not much skill elsewhere besides that stand-up so um, if Tyson Pedro can get this one to the ground I see him very easily getting a finish on Eiffel Nueva but I mean Don't count out Ike Villanueva maybe catching Pedro. He's been out for over three years. Ike Villanueva does have pretty decent boxing. He's got good power. If he can get one good shot on Pedro, it's lights out. Uh, Maybe not lights out, but he hurts him. And Ike Villanueva is going to jump on him like a a shark with blood in the water, man. And and he's going to hunt him down and and finish him. Um, But nevertheless, I'm going with Tyson Pedro. I think he's good enough to avoid those big shots from like, well, Villanueva, uh, land his shots on the feet, eventually get this one to the ground, and then um, get that finished. So official prediction, Tyson Pedro. Moving on to the card, we got Dwight, um, Dwight Grant versus Sergei uh, Kando, Hando Um So Dwight Grant... Um, I can't say his last name, apparently, correctly, or his first name. Um, Okay striking, poor accuracy, uh, okay power as well in his hands. Nothing really stands out to me. Uh, He's got solid striking defense, though. It's definitely difficult to hit him. Uh, Keeps range really well and works that good in-and-out movement. Uh, Throws low volume. Takedowns are all right. Um, He's actually quite successful with them, but he just doesn't shoot them very often whatsoever. He's got solid takedown defense as well so it's difficult to get him to the ground um, and a bit of a question mark is just grappling when he does get though and secure those takedowns um, it doesn't seem like he has much of a ground game to be able to take and hold control of those positions um, or you know lay in some kind of submission threat uh, sergey on the other hand decent striking decent power decent volume Uh, Good striking defense as well. He kind of also is similar in Dwight Grant where he keeps that range pretty well. He has that good in-and-out movement. Um, Tough, durable guy. He's been clipped before. He's been able to survive. Never put away in his career, I believe. Um, Decent takedown defense. Um, Not great on the ground, though, if he gets there. So that could be a path to victory for Dwight Grant. Um, Yeah, official prediction here, I'm going with Dwight Grant. Uh, I just think it's a close fight in the standup. Dwight Grant has proven that he can beat, or at least be very competitive with tough competition, and and Sergey hasn't really fought that level of competition for me to convincingly say that he is really should be here in the UFC and should be fighting the top level MMA guys, you know in the world. So I think Dwight Grant here gets the win. Not super confident on it, but that's the official prediction. Moving up the card, we got Jordan Wright versus Marc-Andre Berriot. So Jordan Wright, man, this guy is fun to watch. He's an explosive fighter, uh, high volume, high pace, questionable chin though, and also questionable cardio potentially. You know, we, we never really seen him out of the first round. Uh, besides the Joaquin Buckley fight, which he got finished in like the first 30 seconds. I mean, the fight could have been called at the end of the first, potentially. He was essentially uh, pretty lost out there at the end of that round. Um, so he's never really been out of that first round too often. We don't know where the cardio's at and and where, and if he can keep that high, super high pace that he puts on. Um, he's got good technical striking though. He's got good accuracy. He's got good takedown defense. um. He works in a really good clinch work, and he throws in a lot of great knees. Uh, but he's definitely open to counters. You know, when he closes the distance and starts to strike, he he's really open to counters. Leaves his chin right, right out there, and we saw in his last fight against Bruno Silva um, that you know he did it multiple times. Silva eventually caught him and, and essentially put him out eventually with some ground and pound um, and some follow up. Market Andre Berto, on the other hand. Um, Great cardio, uh, pressure fighter, high volume as well. I wouldn't say it's as high as Jordan Wright, but he does throw high volume too. Uh, good takedown defense, hard to control on the ground as well, so he pops back up on his feet pretty easily. He is kind of hittable on the feet. His striking defense isn't the best. He absorbs a lot of shots. His chin may be a little questionable now. He got knocked out by Chidi Noju no joke. We, um, in like less than 15 seconds, um, in his most recent fight. Uh, but I believe that's the only time he's been knocked out in his career. So pretty durable. Besides that, it's kind of a short turnaround from that deva- uh, devastating knockout. It was pretty, it was pretty good knockout. So, you know, we don't know how his chin is going to fare after that. Some guys who get like knocked out like that and, and take enough damage eventually their chin just is shot and they cannot take damage anymore and they can get knocked out. So it could be an opportunity for Jordan Wright to get a win here. Um, Marc-Andre Barrio on top of that, his, his technical striking is just all right. I don't think it's anything crazy, um, but it's good enough for him to really be competitive in these fights. And he throws that volume, throws that pressure, great cardio to be able to go around with it. Um, and he just kind of out-hustle, out-work guys, and, and, and make him sweat all three rounds. Um, official prediction here, I'm going to go with Marc-Andre Berriot. Um, I just think Marc-Andre Berriot is going to be able to survive the first round onslaught that Jordan Wright is going to put on him. And then I don't think Jordan Wright going to be able to keep up that pace. He's going to gas. Marc-Andre Berriot is going to take over those last two rounds and, and win, if not get Jordan Wright out of there. Um, so yeah, official prediction gonna be Marc-Andre Berriolt. I don't mind potentially a live bet. If Jordan Wright convincingly wins the first round, it's going into the second. I don't mind a live bet on Barriot, because that price might be pretty good. So something to maybe look out for if you're betting. Um, looking to bet this fight. Moving up the car, we got Charles Jordan versus Lando Venata. Um Charles Jourdain, uh, high volume, good striking, uh, but can definitely get wild at times. And he throws heavy. He throws with intention every time he's he's swinging. Uh, Good cardio, tough, durable guy, can take damage, can take shots. Decent takedown defense, but he's also very quick to get back up to his feet. He's hard to control on the ground. Uh, He does bite on feints a lot, though um on the stand-up so that is something that lando vanada could incorporate into his game and and really get charles jordan biting heavily and then kind of piece him up with that game plan uh, lando vanada good volume decent striking de- um decent striking not the most accurate though he hasn't been very successful in terms of accuracy on the stats board uh, throws heavy as well good cardio also another tough durable guy uh, he's got good takedowns, but he just doesn't shoot too often. Good takedown defense uh, and hard to control on the ground. So most likely this fight probably stays on the feed majority of the time. These guys are going to be swinging wild. Uh, it's going to be an exciting fight. They're both tough and durable. We'll see if either one of these guys gets put away. But uh, official prediction here going to be Charles Jourdain. I just think he's got more volume. Then he's gonna throw in Land Venata. Venada. He's gonna outpace him, outstrike him with the volume, um, get Venada um, tired and and continue to win the fights. Um, yeah, I, I mean I think it stays on the fee and I I edge out Charles Jordan striking over Venada. And I also like the higher volume that he is gonna probably likely throw. So Fisher prediction, give me Charles Jordan. Uh, moving to the card, we got Mardur. Uh, goodness, uh, Sue Martyr, Martyr G Martyr G versus Manel Cape. Um, we're gonna call him the Tibetan Eagle because I'm not gonna murder that name anymore. Uh, so the Tibetan Eagle, uh, super long for the division, and he really uses that reach advantage to his, um, to his advantage every time. Uh, really keeps the range well, good technical striking, fast hands. Um, great striking defense because of that range that he keeps. Uh, take down defense are, are decent. Seeing have seen that guys can get on him pretty easily and can take him down. Um, and he's not really that great on the ground. Um, but he does throw good volume on the feet when he keeps it there. He does keep it there pretty often. Um, and that striking is pretty solid. He's got decent power behind it as well. Manel um, Cape, good volume. Um, sometimes he does. Does throw low volume. Um, I think it was just his first early couple fights in the UFC where he was fighting top level competition right away. That he was a little bit timid, uh, but now it looks like he's come into his shell a little bit. His last two two times out, getting some pretty impressive finishes. Um, explosive guy, solid technical striking, great power for the division as well. Um, his takedowns are okay. You know, mainly he likes to keep it on the feet because his striking game is very solid. Um, he doesn't have much of a ground game either. Um, and he's got really solid, good movement on the feet. Um, good striking defense as well. It's difficult to hit this guy. Good in and out movement, side to side movement. Um, his striking is just really crisp. Uh, so official prediction, you're going to be Manel Cape. Uh, I just think his striking is a little bit better than, um, the Tibetan Eagles. I mean, he does have the reach disadvantage here that he's going to have to deal with, but I think it's going to really not be too much of an issue for N- Manel Cape. Um, he's got the power edge as well. Um, he just has to make sure he doesn't get caught too much by the Tibetan Eagle because he's got power as well. So should be a really fun fight as well, um, but I'm edging out Manel Cape to get this one done. Uh, moving up the card, uh, we got Macy Barber. Versus uh, Montana De La Rosa. Um, Macy Barber, pressure fighter. Decent stand-up with some good power for the division. Um, good volume as well. Good clinch work. Decent takedown defense. Uh, but she seems to be somewhat easily controlled on the ground. She doesn't have much of a great ground game. Um, decent takedowns as well. Uh, she mixes in her wrestling as well. And she's got decent top control. So when she's on top, it's not too bad. But when she's on bottom, it's, it's not the best. She seems to be easily controlled down there. Uh, and she's got good cardio. She can push a good pace. She throws a good volume as well montella de La rosa she's not much of a striker striking is not really too great kind of poor striking accuracy little power behind her strikes as well uh, but she has good takedowns and her overall wrestling is is really solid um, she's got good top control so if she can get you down and get in somewhat of a good position she can keep you there for a while she got nice transitions on the ground good ground and pound um, she's a sub threat down there for sure as well uh, she's good in the clinch and good clinch control, and she's super tough and durable. She can take shots on the feet. Um, So kind of your classic striker versus uh, wrestler and and grappler um, matchup here. Uh, I'm actually going to go with Montella De Rosa. I just didn't like what I've seen in the past from Macy Barber on the ground. And I think Montella De Rosa is going to be successful in getting takedowns and getting top control time and uh, ground time on Macy Barber, getting a good unanimous decision victory. Uh, so official prediction going to be Montella De, Montana De Rosa. Uh, Moving up the card, we got Alexander Romanoff versus Chase Sherman. So this was a uh, pretty late notice replacement by Chase Sherman. Um, Alexander Romanoff was originally scheduled to fight Tanner Boser. And I believe Romanoff was actually a short notice replacement. Um, so both not having a full camp here. But Alexander Romanoff, I mean, huge, gigantic gaunt, guy. Call him King Kong for a reason. Uh, powerful, good takedowns, and they are like aggressive shots takedown. Uh, good top control, heavy ground pound, good grappling, big sub-threat for sure. Um, his stand-up's decent. It's nothing special special for sure. He definitely relies heavily on that wrestling and, and top-control grappling-esque style. Um, but he can handle himself in the stand-up. Uh, Cardio is a little bit questionable, but he seems to be able to put on a pretty good pace for two rounds. Um, It'll be interesting to see on kind of a short notice fight here what he can do. Um, But he's going up against Chase Sherman, who's also coming on short notice here. Um, Decent striking with some nice power. He's got fast hands, throws some good heavy leg kicks. Um, But he's got a cardio problem, especially when wrestling is involved. It seems like um, he gasses out pretty easily. Um, he's for sure patient on the stand up as well. Um, ground game isn't too great though. You know, when he does get taken down, he's so easily controlled on the ground. People transition on him so easily. I mean, his last fight, um, who did he fight? Jay Collier. I mean, Jay Collier easily just got into full mound on him, like with ease and the fight was over at that point. So... Uh, And now he's going up against a better wrestler, a better grappler in Romanov, like, good luck. I I just doubt that he can do anything here. If he keeps it on the feet, maybe, but even then, it's going to be really difficult for him. So official prediction here is going to be Alexander Romanov. Moving up the card, we got uh, Clay Guida versus Claudio Puelas. Um... Clay Guida, uh, definitely a veteran of the game, veteran DOC for sure. Coming out here 40 years old and, and still getting fights done. Um, getting that win over Leonardo um, Santos his last time out, where he is essentially done. Uh, Keith Peterson wanted to see him die, uh, but Clay Guida, give a credit to him. It was, I guess, the right call, and he was able to kind of come back and get the win after Leonardo gassed, so... Good win by guida there Um, he's a cardio machine good movement on the feet decent striking and with okay accuracy Uh, it's nothing crazy uh, but he just puts on that high volume high pressure fight that kind of can really tire guys out if they don't have the cardio to keep up with it he's got solid striking defense that good movement on the feet really helps him a lot good wrestling with solid takedowns and solid takedown defense um Guys have struggled to get him to the ground because he has that high level wrestling. He's got some submission skills as well. He's got some grappling skills, um, but he has been submitted a lot in his career for sure. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Claudio Puelas, who has high-level grappling, and he's definitely a big sub-threat, um, but he's just got decent takedowns. They're nothing special. It seems like he has successfully gotten to the ground multiple times, but I, I haven't seen him really shoot great takedowns in the past. And with a good wrestler like Hueco Guida, I think he's going to be able to stuff a lot of those. Um Puelis, though, he's got great, if he can get you to the ground, he's got great top control. His, his grappling, like you said, his position grappling, very good. He's also got a good submission game. Um, he's willing to do anything to kind of get it to the ground as well. He'll pull guard. He'll give the, up the takedowns to you so he can grapple and work off his back. His striking defense is not that great. I think Kuegrita will have a little bit of success on the feet. Striking is just decent. He's got decent power, though, behind it, so he can put you away with some strikes. And he's got pretty good cardio. He can put on a good pace for, for all three rounds and, and keep up with that. But um, I really like Quay Guida in this spot. He's the official prediction. Um, I think he's going to be able to keep it on the feet most of the time here. Pulellas is going to struggle to get it to the ground. Um, and Guida's going to have the better striking, the better cardio. Uh, he's just going to outwork him here for sure. So, official prediction Clay Guida. And our main event here, we got uh, Amanda Limos versus Just Gun Drage. There's actually going to be a fire fight for sure. Both these ladies have a brawlers. They have good power for the division. Um, they get a lot of knockouts, a lot of finishes. So a good female fight for sure here. Um, just Gun she's got power in his hands. Good technical striking. Pressure fighter. High volume. High pace. And man, is she strong? She just Lifts people up and slams them on the ground consistently, um, getting that one slam victory for the championship belt over Rose Namunumis, which was pretty good. Uh, pretty impressive as well. Uh, good takedowns. Um, like I said, she uses those lifts a lot. Just picks her opponents up. Uh, solid takedown defense as well on the other hand. And she's got a BJJ black belt. She knows her uh, game around the ra- around the grappling for sure. Uh, Solid striking defense, uh, but like I said, she she likes to brawl. She will get in there and brawl with people, and sometimes that's gotten her into some trouble. Um, For example, with uh, Wei Li Zhang, Um, she just went in there, started brawling with her, didn't have respect for Wei Li, and Wei Li just knocked her out and got her out of there. Um, So she has to have some respect for Lemos because Lemos also does have some power. So Amanda Loomis, also good power, also good technical striking. Great counter striker as well. Um, She maintains distance very well, and she does have that um, advantage here, a three-inch reach advantage. Um, Fast hands, good cardio as well, great takedown defense. Uh, Quick to the feet if a takedown is given up. Solid striking defense as well, but again, she likes to brawl. Both these women like to brawl. Uh, she got clipped her last time in her last fight against. Um, did she get clipped? She she got hit with an overhand right against Angela Hill. I think she ate it pretty good actually. The commentary kind of overreacted to it, but it did land a big overhand right. It did land by Angela Hill, um, but it didn't it didn't do much. Um, but if that were to land by Jessica Andraj, that could be a different story. Um, So, official prediction here, I'm actually going to go with Amanda Lemos. Now, she had a super close fight with um, Angela Hill. And a lot of people thought Angela Hill won, uh, me being one of them. But at the same time, styles make matchups. And Jessica Andrade and Amanda Lemos are very similar styles. They both like to brawl. Um, Jessica Andrade isn't necessarily the kind of technical fighter on the outside type fighter like Hill is. She is more get in your face and start striking with you and brawling with you. And I think that's going to favor Lemos a lot better than in that Angela Hill fight. Um, I don't know if Andrade is going to respect the power of Lemos. Both of these ladies should respect her power. I think it will go kind of deep into the fight. But I also wouldn't be surprised if we get an early finish here. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a firefight, though. Both these girls have good cardio. They're going to throw a lot, for sure. Just Gondraj has that five-round experience, um, although I think she's only been to a fifth round once, fourth and fifth round once. Um, Amanda Lemos here, this will be her first five-round fight, so it be interesting to see if she maybe she slows it down to preserve her cardio a little bit. But I, I like Amanda Lemos here. I like her changes. I think it's a 50-50 fight. Um... And I, I think Limos could catch Andrade a couple times and maybe put her away. Or if not, um, land a more convincing strike strikes uh, in the rounds and, and win enough rounds in the judges' eyes to get the decision nod. So yeah, official prediction, uh, Amanda Limos. And I, I do believe that there was one more fight that was like just added to this card. So I'll try to make another video to break that one down really quickly. Um... But, yeah, if, if you guys did like this video, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. If you're over on Steady Picks Radio, hit the like button for there, um, for them as well. Give them a five-star rating if you have not because they put on a lot of great content. Uh, and if you guys have not checked out SteadyPix.com or SteadyPix Radio, check them out. Steady Picks Radio is on Spotify and or Apple Music. Um, And then you can check out SteadyPicks.com as well. You sign up free for an email. You get free access to the SteadyPix system, as well as um, exclusive access to their their, uh, content creators' uh, picks as well. uh, Tom, Ricky, Donnie. Um, So they do a lot of great stuff there. The radio shows are really good, too. I highly suggest checking those out if you haven't already. yeah, keep an eye out for two more videos coming later this week, Best Bets Barley Plays. Dive more into the books. I give my betting perspective for those fights. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Thanks a lot, guys, for watching. Appreciate you guys listening and or watching. Um, I will see you later. Thanks a lot.